The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Please welcome your CEO coach. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. From funding to finances, setup to staffing, the CEO coach will break down the art of business development from the ground up by one of the experts of online business growth, management, and development. Now, here to get you started is your CEO coach, Jillian Music. And welcome to CEO Coach. I'm on my own today. It's uh, July 25th of 2011, and this is coming to you live from Seattle, Washington. I'm going to talk today more about community development. I've covered this subject several times in the CEO Coach shows and during my speeches around the country and around the world. But I keep coming back to the issues of the process of development of the community around a brand and its value as you begin to grow your company. So whether, or even as you continue to grow your company, so whether you're a very small startup or you've already reached something that would be, uh, you know, critical mass to heading to the mid-market status, in other words, you know, 10 to 50 million a year and uh, 40, 50, 100 people employed, that kind of thing. So we're talking significant size companies already, Uh, rather than those in the thousands, this concept of community around your brand is ever more important. It is how we started in business maybe thousands of years ago or at least hundreds. And certainly it's something that we considered over the time of this last century, but in ways that had more to do with advertising or one-way message delivery. With the advent of internet delivery of if you will, marketing or advertising messages, we understood fairly quickly that the one-way messaging wasn't the way to go. So we talk about things like conversation marketing. Ian Lurie of Portent Interactive uh, wrote that book many years ago already and continues to write the blog. It's a good blog, by the way. It's called um, Conversation Marketing. So that's obviously a a basic of what we talk about. We also talk about things like permission marketing, inbound marketing, all of those kinds of words describe the same types of things. They all have to do with uh, an understanding that the buyer is more in control than they had been for some time, but certainly not more in control than they had ever been before. Buyers have been in more control than we understand, I think, at the surface level for a long time. They can obviously walk with their dollars. They can choose to honor, you know, to purchase from other places. But at this point, because they have the internet at their disposal, uh, those who are financially qualified to have it in their home and have high-speed access increases dramatically all over the world, not just all over the country in the U.S. So this is a global issue. As more and more people engage with the internet at in high-speed access mode and in mobile media also in high-speed access mode, so we're talking about PDA-type web-enabled phones, there is more opportunity for you to lose the sale as well as to get the sale. So now, 
where does this concept of community building around a brand come in in helping you to grow a very small business to midsize or midsize to a major enterprise or even to maintain and increase your market share as a major enterprise? It has to do with an older concept called Raving Fans. Raving Fans is a book by Ken Blanchard and Sheldon Bowles of, gosh, 1980s already, I think it is. It's an idea that you don't have just customers. You have folks who are totally crazy about what you do, your brand, the people who work with you, and so on. I would suggest that the people who work with you, your frontline folks, we call them customer service folks, or maybe at a service station uh, like ones highlighted in the book called Raving Fans, um, it would be the people literally pumping the gas and selling you candy at the store, uh, whatever it is, brick and mortar or online, the frontline folks are the folks who have direct engagement with your customers. Now, the question is, what about the backline folks? And do they need to be, if you will, congruent uh, with that concept of community building too? My put is yes. I would say that creating raving fans, developing a community around your brand, and then being able to leverage that community to grow your brand, in other words, if you're a consultant, get more jobs, get referenced, that kind of thing, right, is based on who you hire and how you run the place inside. Now, if you're a sole consultancy, you have 100% control over the brand of your company. You get to establish your overriding business ethics, you get to implement them, you get to choose your style, and you get to be consistent in your style, and nobody screws it up. The problem comes when you begin to hire other folks, or maybe we should just call it the challenge. As you begin to hire, hiring for the concepts of, that are melding with your personal business ethics, and notice they're personal and business, and you could even describe one as the other, right? But something that melds with your ethics is the critical piece. If you hire somebody who has another set of business ethics, it's going to be a rub, constantly, not just inside the office and not just in being able to manage that person, but in how your business gets represented to the world at large. So I understand that many folks who begin a sole consultancy might be excellent technologists. They know what they're doing technically in whatever field they're interested in. And that doesn't matter, again, whether you're running gas stations, shoe stores, and other brick and mortars, or whether you're running online businesses like almost all of the folks who are listening in here. So let's start with technology corporations. You know what you're doing. You might be, uh, I don't know, leveraging uh, marketing issues. You might be selling software. You could be selling hard products. You could be an affiliate marketer representing either brick and mortar or other tech companies and so on. But the deal is you have a sense of how you want to operate in business and how you want other people to operate with you. If you're comfortable with the uh, scam and slam and sleaze and so on and it's something you resonate with, it's going to be doggone hard for you to essentially fake the sincerity. I think it was Mark Twain who said, you know, sincerity, that's the thing. Fake that and you've got it made. And I'm sure I paraphrased terribly, but... That was the gist of it. So very amusing, but not very practical. Folks can tell when there is subterfuge in your marketing 
or if there, if you will, duplicity in your marketing right away. And it begins with the folks you've hired to work with you. What you want to do in terms of building a community is to build the community from the inside out, from the people who you choose to work with you and how you choose to work with them. So I'm going to use SEO Moz because that's where I kind of grew up. I am the president and co-founder here. And I'm going to talk about us as a case study in how we developed the community from the inside out and allow you to choose those elements piece by piece that might work for you to develop your own company. It's not going to work for everybody and not everybody feels the same way. An awful lot of folks feel that we're a little bit cheesy, if you will. We're, we're silly. And that's okay. It depends on how you're comfortable and how you need to market your project and perhaps your own company. This is Jillian Music on CEO Coach. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the specific elements of building a community around a brand. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. Two, one, booster ignition. Ascend into new heights of ranking and revenue with a search engine-friendly online shopping cart that's ready for liftoff. Introducing Ascender Cart. Ascender Cart optimizes your shopping cart with easy-to-use SEO tools that will help build keywords, titles, and tags for top search engine rankings. Get all of the advantages of having a shopping cart on your site and monitor your progress with regular reports in just a click. Prepare to launch your shopping cart to the top of the search engines with Ascender Cart. Learn more about what Ascender Cart can do for you at AscenderCart.com. A-S-C-E-N-D-E-R-C-A-R-T.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. On the road. On the boat. Working out. Or up in the air. Now you can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on the go from anywhere. Look for WebmasterRadio.fm on TuneIn. Available for download on your iPhone, iPad, BlackBerry, Android, Palm, Samsung, and Windows Phone. As well as Google TV, Yahoo TV, and Roku. Tune in to WebmasterRadio.fm on the go from anywhere. By downloading TuneIn right now. WebmasterRadio.fm. We really are everywhere. Rock the world with LinkedIn. Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're back with Jillian Musig, the CEO coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. 
And welcome back. We're talking about the process of building communities around a brand and how it uh, works out for folks like SEO Moz, in this case, as a case study. We started with something called the Tag Fee Tenets. Rand wrote them in 2009, and in February, February 15th of 2010, he actually published a blog post about it. It just says uh, what we believe and why it's SEO Moz's Tag Fee Tenets. So you can go read about them and read specifically how we leverage those kinds of things. But briefly, Tag Fee stands for Transparency, Authenticity, Generosity, Empathy, and exceptional. Excuse me, I forgot fun in there. It goes F-E-E, right, fun, empathy, and exceptional. So here's the deal. Transparent and authentic, we say, am I uh, being open and honest as possible without causing harm? So notice there's a caveat there. That would be appropriate. And am I accurately uh, representing my opinions and my values? So we want accuracy, in other words, an authenticity there, and uh, no duplicity. So that would be a very clear start. The generous part, it says, am I being as helpful as I can be? Am I giving back to the community? And that for us is a a huge issue over at SEO Muslim. We'll see how that plays out and what kind of time and manpower that requires. So you can make decisions on your own. Then there comes fun. It says, are we celebrating our strengths and are we having any fun yet? So we want to do things like pursue projects that we find exciting and interesting. It continues to engage the folks who work here. So again, notice I'm constantly focused on the inside of the corporation rather than trying to impress anybody outside at this point. Okay? We work on things that we believe in. Uh, we're dedicated to creating and maintaining this relaxed and friendly work environment, so it goes much more beyond, uh, much beyond what we're choosing to study and work and publish in. Uh, it also speaks to how we engage with each other. Then there's empathy. Uh, The criteria would be, am I being respectful of the thoughts and feelings of others? And can I proudly stand behind my work and my statements? To be able to stand proudly behind work and statements would say not only that they are good, but there is some empathy that you have acknowledged others and their statements. And if you acknowledge others first and then you publish your own thoughts and ideas, you have the opportunity to juxtapose the two concepts, but you don't cross the line of um, insulting other people or even insulting other people's ideas. So that would be empathetic, putting yourself in the shoes of others as you discuss information. And finally, exceptional. Is it the best it can be? Not necessarily the best we can be, but whatever it is we publish and whatever it is we work on, is it the best that it can be? And is it uniquely better than anything else that's out there? In other words, we don't waste time on trying to replicate what already exists or doing a poor job on something where the sector of the market has already provided extraordinary results. We work on spaces where there are holes, niche markets that we identify, and then we utilize our skills to the highest and best use to make things that fit that margin, that hole in the market, and say, is that the best we can do? Okay, so now you have a sense of how we put stuff together. But people find that's kind of, you know, a little funky sometimes or even a little fussy. It may not be the way you want to build your own company. There are certainly a number of brands out there that have nothing to do with this who are incredibly successful. Take, for example, Coca-Cola. 
it's a B2C market. We're kind of B2B. It's a um, market that is overreaching with a monstrous brand, and they're selling fun. They have a piece of ours, but they really do sell fun. They're selling youth, vitality, enjoyment, engagement, community with others, and so on. So in some ways, they use an awful lot of the words that we use in very different ways. Think about what it is that you are selling in an overriding way. Consider the Zappos model, for example. They also sell happiness. They don't sell shoes. How the heck do they manage that? But interior, inside their corporation, they look an awful lot like SEO Maz. People are rabidly engaged with the brand, not just as consumers, but they began to be so as employees. So, Pretty exciting stuff. What we're saying is, as you build a community around your brand, or even as you build a brand, what you're building is something inside your company first, and then you transparently share that to the balance of the world. That's really the killer piece, right? You can't really fake that kind of sincerity. You've got to be it. So determine it first, and then determine your style. Right? In determining kind of where you're going to stand in business, there will be lines you never want to cross. When we were very, very small, Rand Fishkin, who's the CEO of SEO Moz, and myself sat down and talked about things like which companies would we never work for regardless of the money they would possibly give us. We would have to determine there how we felt about certain things being sold. So we decided, for example that we would not work for companies that promoted um, ill health, if you will, around the world in very transparent ways. So we decided, for example, cigarette manufacturing, we would not be able to promote the sale of cigarettes. Um, We felt that there were a few other places where we decided we weren't going to do that. But you have to decide for yourself which way you look at these fairly complex issues and decide which customers you do want to work with, but equally important, which ones you don't. Once you've done that, you choose your style. Your style is um, kind of a feel for the way you express yourself in the general public. You can be super stuffy about this concept of tag fee. You can get seriously on your soapbox and pompous about it. You can get very formal about it. You could be a university uh, style about it. You could have this kind of professorial thing going on, right? Or you can also have an awful lot of fun with it. We chose at SEO Moss to go with a fun element because it was congruent again to the people who were working here. Nobody feels really pompous about the tag fee concept, but they're pretty rabid about it inside the company. So much so that it kind of bleeds out, it leaks, it, um, it filters through the shell of the corporation. And people who are outside, who become our customers, if you will, and our colleagues, um, get that concept. So they know that we're having a hell of a good time inside, and they kind of want in to the community. The thing that helps us to do that is the transparency part. Uh, Perhaps transparency and authenticity. I guess they kind of go together, so we probably don't want to separate that. But folks who, for example, see that we have huge amounts of information on the blog, and uh, we break news on the blog, and uh, we share whatever the heck we know on that blog and so on, those are the kinds of things that say to the community, yeah, they really are walking the talk. Um, They are sharing some pretty decent stuff with us. So 
people inside our industry did complain in the early years that we were sharing so much information that others would pick up that information and they would go and do this work themselves that we were kind of spoiling the industry of SEO for the rest of the SEOs. And we disagreed. We said, no, it's really okay to tell everybody exactly how to do this SEO job and you know what all the secrets are, if you will, because there are clients and client wannabes. A client is somebody who recognizing that you know your stuff is grateful not to get smoke blown in their face about this. There is no smoke and mirrors going on. You really explain that you do know it. But they do what they do for a living and they want to hire you and they're willing to pay you well for it. A client wannabe is somebody who wants to be a client but doesn't want to pay. And they will take that information and give it a shot themselves or try something else. If they turn out to be a real client, that the reason they didn't want to pay in the beginning was that they could not and they were too small and we helped them put a few dollars on the table because they had to do it themselves, that's just fine. They'll grow into being clients. And if not, trust me, you didn't want that person as a client, it would be nothing but trouble. They would constantly be nickel and diming you and reducing your cost. This spoils the balance of your brand so that other people feel like, oh yes, this is a company where we can cut down the costs constantly, always belittle the uh, provider of service, and they're willing to take it. That, I would suggest, is not a brand... um, value that you would want to emanate to the rest of the world. You would want to emanate something about the fact that you are, if you will, exceptional. You can stand by your work and you can be proud of it and that you can therefore demand a reasonable value in uh, payment for it and people should expect to pay it. So now we understand a little bit about building it from the inside out. I would say that hiring for tag fee is something we do first. It takes a long time to hire folks here at SEO Moz. Tag fee comes first and then we look for the skill set. This does not mean that the skill set is secondary in importance. It means that you can't work here unless you sign on to this concept because if we hired somebody who didn't, it would poison the entire rest of the group. It's easy to take... um, you know, folks who are congruent in the way they look at the world and business and so on and have them work together. It is really difficult to mix them together and expect not to have things like office politics and browbeating and, you know, talking behind people's backs and all kinds of nasty stuff. So I would say here at SEO Maz, I often explain it as kindergartners would be comfortable here. Because what we say is what we mean and we simply do it. There isn't any office politics that goes on here. There's no nonsense. People work together from department to department. Engineering does not go head-to-head against marketing. And marketing comes to engineering for help and uh, co-development of things to find better ways to accomplish things in more efficient ways so that we can actually reach common goals. Setting common goals inside your organization helps that to, if you will, bleed out. Now, we're going to take another break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about how this moves to the general community around you, how to develop those initial raving fans, and get the word out so you can grow your business. This is Jillian Nisig at CEO Coach. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. 
Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. As you know, being an expert at f- What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f- Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f- performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh... Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. Domain Masters. Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. And welcome back. We're going to wrap up here with this concept of building a community around your brand starting from the inside out. So it does start from a very strong sense of who you are and how you want to express it to the general community and the world at large as you grow your company. It continues with the tactics that you would use. So here you've got a team inside your company now that really seriously believes in your brand and is working with you to blast it out to the general world. If you have merely hired employees who clock in and work for you, you have a real problem. Start from scratch. And it might be that you can convert your current employees to being team members. If you can't, you really have to start from scratch. So, assuming that you understand that concept and you have this team ready to blast out whatever your brand is to the great wide world, your tactics now are what you're looking for. First, you want to do things like send your own team out to speak publicly. Their passion for your brand makes them your very first raving fans. In addition, you publish your own blog. Your, if you will, inner self will show in that blog. It will be in the choice of words and how you express yourself. Your personal style will be shown there. And your company collectively needs to maintain that personal style. Everyone has their own voice. But finding your corporate voice is the killer piece. If, for example, you look throughout the entire corpus of information on the SEO Moz blog, there are a number of voices there, but they all have this same sense of fun and free spirit, right? We are not, if you will, full of ourselves. We're just having fun. And we're willing to listen, constantly engaging, asking for everybody else to uh, share their thoughts, their viewpoints, and so on. It's the way we operate, so it's congruent. All right, 
Next piece. You, um, you comment deeply on related blogs. Say you're, you're an individual consultant. You have a blog of your own. You don't have a whole lot of followers. One, you want to increase your community. In other words, the folks who are reading your own blog. Go to other blogs in a related or similar field and comment deeply. Yeah, cool is not a deep comment. Comment deeply, engage them in their conversation, whether you agree or disagree. Obviously, it's better if we're not all singing kumbaya and you have a little bit of a disagreement, but discuss the issue deeply. Next, you come back and invite them to come back to your blog and read about what you have to say on the subject. Connect with your very first customers. They, too, are your first raving fans. When you connect with those customers, you offer them things that will make them special. Again, here at SEO Moz, we started with a $39 a month uh, price point when we had just a couple of tools and maybe two or three guides. Over time, we increased price. 49, 79, now 99, and a huge amount more service available to the folks who are now paying 100 bucks a month nominally. That's great, but those folks who paid us $39 a month still do. Those who paid us 49, they still do. We honor those early adopters by maintaining their price point. Some of them could well afford to pay that 100 bucks or even more, should they so choose. We honor them by saying whatever came forward from these first few things that you guys chose to support us with, we'll keep that price point. So that's pretty great. And those guys do tend to be, in many ways, very deeply engaged with the brand. First of all, they were there early. So our thank you of just saying, here's a few bucks back, if you will, you're not paying the higher price as time goes on, is one thing. But they're there every time we launch a new tool, a new guide, a new resource, whatever it is. Every time we have a new discussion or, excuse me, a fresh discussion on something that's new in the SERPs or something like that, they are there deeply engaged in what's going on. So those folks are very important. They discuss us with a greater community. It doesn't have much to do with the fact that we're still charging them a lesser price, if you will, their initial price. It has to do with the fact that they've maintained this engagement here. The other piece was just part of that, if you will, authenticity or, or uh, this engagement that says, hey, you did something good for us. You were there when we needed you most. We will not forget, and thanks. The last piece would be empowering the customers that you have and your internal folks, um, but most of your customers who are kind of those raving fans, even as they come on board later. You'll find folks who uh, came to us only in the last year or so or maybe two years, and they are also raving fans. They find the service very good, and they find that it really helps them do whatever they do, so they are happy to be Mazers. Well, that's great. The first thing I would say is create something in which I can be a member of your community. Here we have a community of Mazers. It's really anybody who reads the blog. You don't have to pay me something to be a member of the Moz community. Now, you want to be a member of the pro-Moz community, why that's the folks who pay for the SEO Moz Pro group. So again, there's this isolation of concept and inclusion So that's what you're looking for. Come up with something where one can easily identify with one or two words that you are a member of that community that exists inside that company. 
you can give them things like the ability incentives, right? You don't want to pay them or incentivize them in that way to go out and spread the word about your company, but you can make them beta testers. You can provide them samples of product if you have hard product. You can highlight them in your advertising. If you have a print advertisement or something on the web and so on where you're advertising uh, your own services, you can use them as the example of somebody who uses it and how they have a good case study. This enables them to get some press as well. You can invite them to your office, to private events. You can create events around those who are your raving fans. And you can give them access to premium services or products that others have no access to whatsoever. You can give them, for example, initial access to events. We do that at MozCon. The first folks who get to buy tickets to MozCon, which sells out every single year, right, goes to those pro members. So those are ways in which we've leveraged these concepts of building the community from the inside out and helping to incentivize those who are early adopters, our raving fans, to get the word out, you can use those same principles and tactics to build your company on the web. This has been Jillian Nisik at CEO Coach. Looking forward to having you back next Monday. We'll be talking again about business process and next week about financing. You can download these shows at webmasterradio.fm or through iTunes. See you next week. <music> 